Back in. Back in. Dive right in. Nice shit. Good shit. Do you good. feel evacuated? It was good. Benefit of a coffee shit is it, it kind of, it's it's straight out. And it's a case of just kind of like, just going just gonna to give it a minute, double check there's nothing else kind of, yeah. you know, in there. I, then straight you out. You don't have All to good. dig around with your index finger anymore. Uh, not anymore. No, I, I found it better to use both thumbs. <laughs> both thumbs? Just both, kind of yeah, like yeah, a yeah. catapult motion. Helps loosen it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like the like the slingshot you get on aircraft carriers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't it's, that, it's catch, why I... that catches it rather than. Uh... Does it do both? No, no. The ones that actually. No, the, the, so the catapult launches it. Yeah. And then it, it goes at such a high rate of knots, I then have the thing that catches it as well. Just to so avoid the splashback. Yeah, because I, I had an issue where. Um, I would crack the porcelain. Oh, nice! I mean, you definitely, yeah, so you definitely where, did that in hybrid. Yeah, because the because the the thumb strength is so so much that I would catapult it out. Yeah, it would hit the porcelain and break. So I had to have. Uh, I actually had the U.S. Navy here. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. To try and find a way around it. <laughs> you have to avoid those uh, the tsunami splashbacks as well, right? Oh, exactly. Uh, the tsunami yeah. splashbacks actually the name of the system that they they installed. <laughs> this welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harrys and me graham jones uh this is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about and this week we are figuring out our top three characters we would want on taskmaster because this is our new year's special mm. and we couldn't think of anything else that did i i still maintain doing a Christmas episode three days after Christmas feels insincere. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel quite right. I think that's the moment. I mean, only only a maniac watches Christmas movies after December twenty fifth. I mean, but, but like, I stop on days that. I, uh, this sounds stupid, but you'll understand what I mean. I stop watching Christmas films after days with names. Okay, so after Boxing. Day. Yeah, so like Boxing Day. I could still watch. You're still in like a little bit of like your festive bubble, right? Yeah. And then, but then come the 27th, it's that awkward holiday limbo. Oh, the where it's the dreaded three days. Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. No, I, it's always those three days have always been a bit weird. So my auntie's birthday is the 28th, so there's always like a, something in the middle of the uh, like Jesus's birthday, my auntie's birthday. It both Boxing's. equally important. Yeah, but b- Boxing's birthday. Boxing's birthday, yeah. And then, uh, depending on the year, that that birthday. So this year, 2024's birthday. Good for that. And it's been a long time long time coming. 2,024 years. Yeah. It's well, I mean, technically than... a lot longer, actually, because if the universe is like 30 billion years old. Well, I, I mean, I, I, time is a construct, I, Ian. I still don't understand you know, when they started the clock. Did you know we should have... Oh, sorry, we'll get back to this. If we had 13 months... Every month would have 28 days, and every day would be the same. So, like, Monday like, would oh, always be the first. Yeah, I, I saw the person who raised that calendar, and they were just, like, chastised as being 
insane because why would you change the calendar in a world where there are still multiple calendars ongoing everywhere? (laughs) How good would that be? Oh, yeah, obviously it's Thursday because it's the 4th. I I feel like, yeah, like there'll be a little bit of admin to like transfer over birthdays. Yeah, but you know. They did. They do it in Korea, right? In Korea, your birthday. Well, I know they've now changed it, but your birthday was just always the first of January. So that was when you went a year older. I mean, that's so even if you were born like the thirtieth of December, you became one on the first of January. But I also know there are countries. This is very. This is a weird tangent for us to have gone on. There are also countries where you're born at one. They they start the count from one. Yeah. So everyone on paper looks like they're a year older. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm all for the 13 month year. Let's do it. It's basically the metric. It's like the metric calendar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our the, calendar the famous, now. The famous rooted in 13 and 28 metric system. <laughs> yeah, but our, our current calendar now is basically the equivalent of like pounds and ounces, right? Or yards and yeah, miles. Like but... yards and miles. That conversion is isn't it like five thousand two hundred eighty yards in a mile or something ridiculous? Oh, there is an incredible Saturday Night Live sketch on that. Oh really? Uh, um, yeah, uh, George Washington talking to uh, his troops yeah. about his dream for America and just goes through yards into miles. <laughs> it's very funny, and as with a lot of SNL sketches. Uh, it either went viral because it aired, or it just randomly went viral and I discovered it. It's one of those things. Like, I always think there are new yeah. Key and Peele sketches out, but it's just because there's loads of them. <laughs> and randomly and I've never seen the TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have I ever watched an episode of Saturday Night Live? Possibly. We briefly had, I don't know if we still got it, but Sky briefly had it. So I used to record it and then watch it. And the, but it always felt a bit disingenuous, because it was like... Clearly not Saturday Night Live. It was like... It's live, it's Saturday night! It's it's Sunday morning. Sunday morning recorded. (laughs) I was out. At a push, sometimes it's a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Metric calendars. Let's let's do it. I mean, it's not metric, but it works for the branding. Anyway, you were going to talk about clocks. Um, I I just just want... I just want to know when someone pressed go. Ah, okay. Like, that's the... You know, was it fish crawling out of the sea hit like that? I'm assuming it was like a massive, like one of those chess clocks that they've got somewhere? I hope not, because that means there's someone on the other side that's waiting to make their move and then stop it all. <laughs> yeah, I could name him, Graham. It's Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, Taskmaster. Taskmaster mm. for our non... I would say non-British, but I know the New Zealand one is really gaining steam now. Yeah, I, my, um, my relatives in Canada watch uh, British Taskmaster on... Like there's a BBC World Service or something, but also they have British lineage, so maybe they're uh, outliers. Yeah, I mean, like I'll go out on a limb for anybody who doesn't know what Taskmaster is. Uh, Taskmaster is possibly the best TV show, and without a doubt. Like at the very least, it is definitely the best like game show. Yeah, but it is it's fucking amazing. So it was devised by. Giant comedian Alex Horn, and hosted by even gianter comedian Greg Davies. They get five comedians on, yeah, uh, and they have to do weird tasks, and that's it. And it is—it's just great. 
there's there's so many aspects to it that, that are so good i think one is just the the general watching someone figure out an insane task i think whoever they are is yeah. is fun but when it's comedians i think it's dialed up to 11 i think there is and we've had this discussion a lot of times but that seeing a lot of comedians in like kind of fish out of water scenarios you see them in a different light and actually in some instances they're a lot more funny on taskmaster than like john kearns is the classic example right i tried to watch his stand up don't get it but he was amazing on taskmaster yeah because it means that people who i legitimately think are some of my favorite stand-up comedians i've never actually seen do stand-up comedy yeah and then a few of them who i've gone back to as i say uh, like i rose matafeo not as jarring as john kearns but i i didn't really like her stand-up that much either yeah but really liked her on taskmaster and so some of them, like so this year, Sam Campbell, I was really kind of reticent to check out his stand-up <laughs> if he wasn't. A, but it turns out he is just as insanely funny as he was on Taskmaster. And I think my new favourite ever contestant. Oh, well, I mean, that, that brings us on to the obvious subject to talk about, which is best contestants that have been on Taskmaster. Yeah. James Acaster is obviously up there. James Acaster is, I think that... James Acaster's series, I think, is up there with my favourite series. Uh, him, It was him, Jessica Knappett, um, Rod Gilbert. Phil Wang. Phil Wang. That and was a hell of a cast, wasn't it? Uh, Kerry Godleyman. Yes. That and... Um, so I think all of them are on my list. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jessica, Jessica Knappett falling off the stage is the most I have ever seen my partner laugh at anything it's, like she's it. so fucking funny as well but it's just the bit at the beginning where kerry godliman's talking about like being scared about falling off the stage and they're all like oh no, no, no nothing's gonna happen and then jessica Knappett within about three steps takes a massive tumble and it's, it's her just... reaction it's her reaction of did someone just fall off the stage <laughs> yeah and also as greg just goes oh shit yeah um <laughs> jessica Knappett was on uh Films to be buried with the Brett Goldstein podcast. Yeah, and tells one of the most funny but depressing stories I've ever heard of her daughter during COVID. Right. Um, she would play uh, "I Don't Spy with My Little Lie." <laughs> <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> it would just be her sitting in the window, going like, "I don't see Daddy. I don't see people. <laughs> I don't see this." It's like that is. That's soul destroying. Then the other series where a load of people are on my list, but I can't remember one of them now. No, no, I do. Bob Mortimer, Ashling B, yeah. Sally Phillips, Mark Watson, and Nish Kumar. Yes, that was a very, very good series. That that was so fucking funny because you also had some of the like some of my favorite tasks were in that as well because you had the one where they just gave Mark one. Yes. Where he had to yeah, send yeah. a cheeky text to the taskmaster every day for like six months, <laughs> and then make this coconut a businessman. Yes, yeah, yeah. My my favorite task where they just gave it to one person was when they got Mike Wozniak to fart on a plane. Oh, and he um, <laughs> hemorrhoids. <laughs> well, I mean that that <laughs> sent me into Mike Wozniak being on it has who I also don't think I've actually seen do stand up. No, I don't know. Does he do a lot? Because I think isn't he more like a writer if i'm I th- right. he's definitely more of a writer but i think he has done i would see him do weird kind of stuff 
like but from that I then got into Three Being Sad, which then got me yeah. into the Beef and Dairy Network. Yeah. Uh well I actually Same. credit to it, Beef Beef and Dairy Network was entirely uh Harley from the Fundamentals when we were recording an episode with him and he dropped it in. Yes. After I think you mentioned you, he stole not stole, he was inspired by our <laughs> jingles to do yeah. his well the actual train is tr- train uh, the actual chain is our google jingle is inspired by his google jingle which is inspired by our jingles which is inspired from three bean salads jingles yes. correct and he mentioned oh have you watched the beef and da- listen to the beef and dairy network and then i've listened to every episode bar three over the course of the last year yeah i need to i i I, I went at it at a pace. Um, I need to need to get back into it. It's very very good. It's so fucking surreal. Like you, you, you either listen to nothing but it, or you can't get into it. Like you yeah. have to be. There is a a sweet spot in a mindset. But yeah, so Mike Wozniak was on my list as well because he was fucking insane. Yeah, and I don't get. I I think my favorite tasks are the ones who, or my favorite contestants are the ones who. I don't understand how their brain works on a biological level. <laughs> and the ones who don't want to be there. Well, it's like James Acaster, the fact that he would never say hello to Alex Horn. Like, that was so simple, but hilarious. <sighs> My favourite thing with James Acaster, and you, you get it with a couple of them, is there are moments in Taskmaster where you can see James Acaster become James. Yeah. Like, his body... Like, they're... Um, it was when Rod Gilbert got points for something and he didn't. Yeah, yeah. And his his entire body language changed. <laughs> and it was from where he wasn't putting on, wasn't even thinking about like his brand the or character. the character he yeah. is. It was just himself. That then involved Rod Gilbert using the phrase, I threw a javelin through the aperture of a caravan. <laughs> Rod, Rod Gilbert is really up there. I loved him on Because it was just him torturing Alex Horn the entire time and no, sneaking into Greg mostly. Oh, Greg. Yeah. Well, no, and because uh, he he's the one who tied Alex up yes and yeah, would, and would always always find a way to get Alex Horn to strip but also every single prize task was Greg in his speedos uh, it was yeah um <laughs> apart from one where it was Greg's mum yes because he like hid in, <laughs> in a f- it was oh, in the bath a, yeah it was uh do something <laughs> with this feds yes and yeah, and he hid in Greg's hidden Greg's closet when he went to cre- sleep. Creepiest thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Oh god. I was like, I let you out. It's like, no, you didn't. You let my <laughs> wife out. Ah, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But Bob Mortimer as well, obviously, because he's Bob Mortimer. I don't think you really need to explain why he's good. Um, no. Sally Phillips is mental and possibly the horniest contestant they've had on Taskmaster. I was going to say, everything with Sally Phillips comes back to sex. Oh, she was so fucking funny. <laughs> Bridget Christie? Yes, Bridget Christie is very good. Fucking mental. Yeah. Uh, again, the no walking, idea. She did the walk, the crazy walking, didn't she? Yes, of, with the, the pedometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very Ministry of Silly Walks. She's another one who... And I, I think what what is underrated with Taskmaster is their guest booking ability. Yeah, because there's I, I always think, a good mix of the five, yeah, right? But I think they would rather have five people nobody knows. Yeah, who get on well that they like, 
than have like chase ratings with guests. Yeah, and uh, Fern Brady, love Fern Brady. Who I I, I want to read her. Um, let's be real. I want to listen to the audiobook of her book. I read it at the beginning of the year. It is very good. Like a really, yeah. really good book. Um, quite harrowing at points. Is it, strong, is it like Strong Woman or something like that? Something along those lines, yeah. But yeah, really, really good. But she had a, she's been through some shit, but um, it's very she, good. What I, I did, I read a quote from it, which I really liked about Taskmaster, where it was Taskmaster is the most. Um, autistic friendly experience she's ever had yeah because it's the first time she ever felt like she could be herself yeah and nobody there was no judgment from anyone or anything like that it's which is nice which is it's, it's nice the one that surprised me from the current series as well before we move on as well is um i found julian clary a lot more funny than i thought i was going to Oh, it was the sheer disdain. <laughs> it yeah. was the, the way he talked to Alex was so fucking funny. Yeah, because I've not really seen anything. I seem to remember Julian Clary sort of being around in like the nineties and doing some like TV shows and stuff, but I've never seen any of his stand-up. Well, turns out, a lot of what I remembered him for, I was actually thinking of Lily Savage. Oh, really? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I clearly, growing up, just combined the two people. But no, Judy and Clary was very good, and um, I mean, we could just sit here and name everyone who's been this on there. This is very true. But, um, the I think they worked best as a duo. But Joe Brand and David Baddiel, yes, who stopped one, and they had them who were just just happy to be there and would stop tasks to just have to a cup of tea. Get a cup of tea, yeah. Versus um, then the other three on that. Uh, series was Ed Gamble, Rose Matafeo, and fuck, I can't remember, but they they were they were all really on like, it in team tasks. As hell, yeah. That was uh the um the the best team task ever was the um was in the James Acaster series when they had to build the extension to the house and <laughs> Rod Gilbert closed the uh closed the um the garage which is full of building supplies. Yeah. But he obviously, James A. Custer hadn't seen it until the record in the studio. And I think that might have even been the, one of the reactions that you were talking about earlier, where he just completely like yeah. broke character and lost it. Or I think I think it was Fern Brady, actually. Uh, I think it was Dara Brian, Fern Brady, and John Kearns, where they yeah. had to put the most sand in a bucket. Yes, yeah. While yeah. all holding, they had to be in constant contact with each other. But then John Kearns had the task to oh, make to sure they lost yes. without them <laughs> realizing. Guessing he, yeah. And that's another one where uh, Dara's character dropped, where it was just, uh, I thought you were, yeah. It was the, the behind the scenes reveal of, uh, or the after the fact reveal. Yeah. But before we talk about uh, uh, fictional characters we want yeah. on the show who has yet to go on that you would think would be a good taskmaster fit so for people who aren't aware the usual series is generally comedians slash a famous channel 4 actor actress yeah and the new year's specials are i think best summed up by more out there choices and people who wouldn't be able to commit to a full series yes i think that's uh that's about right so I have a couple for both, but it'd be interesting who would be on your list. Um, 
So one that strikes me, uh, so Richard Iowardi, I think, would be very oh, good yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, he's he's one um, without kind of kind of uh, spoiling too much for later. Um, both David Mitchell and Robert Webb, I think, would be very good on it. I, I think David Mitchell has out and out said he's never going to do it. Well, he's also got his um, his rival thing on Dave now, right? outsiders oh yes of course yeah which was like dave dave sold uh taskmaster to channel four and then decided they needed to do something similar so he probably contractually can't do it bill bailey um is oh, up there yeah stephen merchant oh that's a very good one fits the thing of they always seem to have one very tall person on it <laughs> yeah this this is very true harry hill would be interesting oh we were talking about him yesterday yeah and uh, it's a shame because he never got to be on it, uh, but Sean Locke would have been fantastic as well. No, he didn't do it, did he? No, no. no but he would have been very, very good. Um, and then from the side of like uh, the actors, basically anyone in the cast of Derry Girls. Um, I think Nicola Coughlin did a New Year's one once. Yes, I think she did, yeah. But yeah, any of the others. Um, Louisa Harland, who plays Orla in um, Derry Girls, just strikes me as someone that would be like... James A. Caster levels of energy. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of acting. No. I, I I and I mean that in the nicest possible way. She's she's very good at Derry Girls, but she seems that's who I think she is. Yeah. And also weirdly, like has no like she's in a she's in a play that's coming up soon, uh called Ulster American with um Andy Circus and uh Woody Harrelson in the West End. Which yeah, I'm quite. I keep getting advertised because yeah, oh, really knows me. Yeah, um, and I'm quite intrigued by it. But like, she has like no other. I've not seen her in anything. She doesn't have any like social media profiles or anything like that. Just like it's just it's yeah, interesting that she's a, a closed box. I'd like to see more of that. And then jumping on another um, uh, kind of successful Channel Four comedy, um, Simon Bird um, or Joe Thomas. Oh, Joe Thomas has been on it, so Simon Bird from The Inbetweeners I think would be uh, would be very good. Or James Buckley. Joe Thomas, I couldn't tell if I really liked him or really didn't. I, he, was... he was he was definitely a bit of a... He was playing a bit of a character as well, right? Yeah, he, he's a lot drier, I think, than people yeah. necessarily thought. Still one of the best off-menus, though, where he talks about the... Uh, oh burying the lie with his, his mate's dad with his mate's dad <laughs> this is the equivalent of like me and your dad going around to one of your neighbors and cooking a lamb in their lawn yeah <laughs> oh, fucking hell um on my list i've got uh so it is all but been confirmed this guy is gonna be on it right but steve pemberton yes yeah so or or any of the league of gentlemen I think would be really good. Yeah, because his was the crossword thing, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. they they have uncovered. Uh, he does a crossword in like the Times or something, and the f it you can read. Please give me five points from uh, a certain reading of it. So yeah. it seems like he'll be on it, but I'd love him. Um, uh, not not to pander too much to our friends, but uh, former podcast guest uh, Rajiv Carrier would be very good on Taskmaster. To yeah. be fair, he feels like he could be in that sweet spot of like, and this is no diss on Rajiv. 
he's very good at what he does, but he's maybe not as kind of well known as some of the others. He doesn't have the profile of Dara O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, he's not his own sitcom yet, um, which I'm sure he will. Uh, on both of those things, be uh, the uh, the Uxbridge version of Dara O'Brien and have his own sitcom. But um, yeah, I think it's and it feels like one of those things that's such a jumping off point for yeah. like comedians that, that maybe haven't kind of got to that level yet, which. Um, I would be so happy if Rajiv got on that. Well, I, I remember someone, like every couple of weeks, someone asks this question on Twitter of who would you want? And I saw someone had added him in it, and I was oh, so nice. proud. It was just like, <laughs> yes, I know him. Um, so that there, there is a, a peep show link here. Yeah. And it's also a, a duo. Uh, so Izzy Stutty. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and, and, or. Ellis James. I'd like to see them go up against each other, actually. I would really like that. Just after seeing Ellis James at the Off Menu Live and where they were kind of talking about their... Uh, yeah, I just think um, I think that would be good fun. Graham, Graham got to tell me that we were about <laughs> to see Ellis James on Off Menu Live, and I think it's, it's some of the happiest I've been this year, and I got married this year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love Ellis James. I think it'd be really funny. Um, and Izzy Sutty's fucking hilarious as well. And I also think a lot darker than people think she is. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's great. always always fun. Good old um, Dobby. Kiri Pritchard McLean. Yeah, it's very funny. There's a comedian who uh, the TikTok has the TikTok the TikToks has got me onto right. Which I think I sent you something of his a couple of weeks ago. So. He has the thickest Belfast accent. Yeah. But he his dad's Italian. Right. So he's a guy with the thickest Belfast accent I've ever heard called Vittorio Angeloni. <laughs> Amazing. But he is, yeah, he is very, very funny. And I think he would be very good on it. And then for like my New Year's episodes, um, and I think all of these would be very good, but one of them I would I would give my my right nut for and that's the good one yeah. um so daniel radcliffe yeah would be insane uh hannah waddingham mm-hmm. and brian blessed brian blessed would be brian blessed on taskmaster would be the best tv that has ever been tv'd <laughs> and not because of the tasks just because of the exchanges between him and greg in the studio oh exactly <laughs> like it would be just fucking hell like i, I remember um on the way back from Snowden, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we were listening to gorillas. him. Yeah, listening <laughs> to him on um, the Richard Herring podcast. And it is, yeah. I don't know how much of him is a lie, <laughs> but it was him talking at length about how he was rowed down the Amazon by an orangutan. Yeah. Uh, oh, fucking hell. Oh, one other that I thought of, which she's probably far too big for it now, but uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, that's a great shout. That, that's that got New Year's. New Year's vibes, it. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. So before we start talking about uh, characters we want on Taskmaster, mm. it's time for a movie recommendation, Graham. It is, and it's yours. I, uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm alright, actually. Thanks, nah, nah, it's all right. It's all right. No, I'm fine. Yeah, it's all right. Fuck off. In the spirit of movie recommendations, I did have a tenuous link for one, but it's not actually a movie I would recommend, so I've decided not to do that. 
But I have and instead what, what, gone, what was it, just for, for the listeners? Uh, P.S. I Love You is all about basically completing tasks that have been written down in envelopes. Isn't that also like a really... Is, isn't he dead or something? Yeah, so... It, yeah. Sh- sure. And the last, <laughs> the last task seems to basically be fuck my friend. But it is task mastery. If, if Alex Horn was dead and Jared Butler. <laughs> but I'm not going to recommend P.S. I Love You. Instead, Fair. I'm going to recommend the uh, the horror movie version of P.S. I Love You, which is obviously Saw. Nice. <laughs> uh, obvious reasons. It's people locked in a lab <laughs> having to complete tasks to be allowed out of the lab. Uh, apart from an intricate stor- uh, scoring system, basically the same thing. Like, there is there is a world where Alex Horn's origin story didn't set him into creating Taskmaster, but sent him into becoming a prolific serial killer. He was he was Jigsaw. I think there's a, that's a much more PG way of describing Saw. When you say Task to let them out, it's more to let them live. To let them out. <laughs> it, it's it's Saw. There is a very family friendly reading of Saw. <laughs> it's like the Taskmaster, you know, the one that they do on Channel Four. It's bleeped out, so you can watch it with the kids. Yes. Saw <laughs> yeah. bleeped out would be fun. Yeah. Uh, the key is somewhere else. The first Saw movie, like, and I do enjoy them because they're just like tacky over the top, gory horror movies. But the first can... Saw movie was genuinely a very, very good film. Yeah, it so good. And the rest of it has been so... Because you can tell the point where they started coming up with the traps first. Yeah, yeah. They just they built it around the traps. Yeah, but before yes, Saw was a, and the twist as well. Yeah, but yeah, the the films have like messed around with its own mythology so much that it's now basically impossible, I think, to watch Saw in a bubble because yeah, they keep revisiting it and changing stuff, and it's yeah. i I'll be honest. I've only got as far as I think the last one I watched was maybe six. And I think they're up to 10 now, plus they have, like, Spiral, the Book of Saw or something. The, the last one I watched was Saw the Final Chapter, which was now, like, three films ago. <laughs> which I also now think isn't cool. Because they've had to go back and change some of the names, because there was also definitely a Saw 3D. Yes, there was a Saw 3D, yeah. I enjoyed uh, The Ride at Thought Park is very good. What is it with you and fucking movie rides? Um, I didn't go on that. Well, I was at Saw. Um, while you're at Saw. While I was at Saw. <laughs> um, I was focused too much on the... Uh, oh, Saw the final chapter is Saw 3D. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, Saw 3D also released as Saw the final chapter, which is the seventh Saw film. Yeah, that's... Um, so I and think then, that's yes. the one I haven't seen on once from. <laughs> and then since then, there has been Jigsaw, Spiral, and Saw 10. Yeah. Oh, so they're counting Spiral as an actual Saw film. Interesting, because it was originally like was it like the book of Saw or something like that? Really, like a like spiral yeah. from the spiral from the book of Saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Well, um, if you if our if our listeners want to watch a film that is uh, maybe a horror movie but doesn't yet have a roller coaster at Thought Park, any recommendations uh, for them? So the obvious. Uh film that needs a roller coaster. I, I don't know how I'm going to make that 
mental jump. It would you be can do it. Bare. I believe in you. Go on. Uh, the obvious film that needs a roller coaster, uh, because it would be more, I think, like the Darren Brownie roller coaster. Yeah. When that was a thing. Yeah, the ghost train because, thing. I've never been yeah, on that. It would be very. I think it would obviously be very trippy. Um, it'd be very weird, and it would end with well, there's your saw connection. There must have been a blood angel and saw at some point. I'm sure there was. Yeah, but etc. 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 Banter, banter, banter. <laughs> Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, Midsummer. You need to watch Midsummer. Midsummer's fucking great. Mm. Not gonna lie, guys. Doesn't have a lot to do with Taskmaster, apart from the fact that. I was very close to having Chitty from The Good Place as one of my picks, and I also think Florence Pugh would be very good on it. But aside from that, very limited connective tissue. Much like the guy who had the Blood Angel. And and on that note... On that bloody flappy note. The first choice is yours. Yes, my first choice, Ian. I'm glad you asked. So, Sorry, you said that with the tone that I hadn't asked. (laughs) That was like that was a proper like well fine well fine I will get on with it shall I so I was thinking about like some of the taskmaster archetypes let's say um, so you you tend to have throughout different series like you mentioned earlier like there's the kind of the person that doesn't want to be there there's the person who is kind of really really into it there's maybe the intellectual who is trying to always think about the you know the different uh thinking outside the box lateral thinking ways of completing the tasks and there's also people who are just kind of like clearly not very good but kind of bumble through and kind of do quite well which is so you'll you'll see these these these, uh things appearing through my uh, through my picks this is kind of like a task in and of itself isn't it ian picking layers on layers on layers yes call us an onion but uh, so my first pick is going to go down the route of the type of contestant who I guess kind of doesn't want to be there, but is also massively competitive. But above all of that is really, really pedantic. So my first choice is going to be Mark Corrigan from Peep Show, um, obviously portrayed by Dave Mitchell, who we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think he would be and I'd, I'd like to hear the the internal peep show monologue as we were going through it as well because i think that would just elevate uh the tasks and the live studio things yeah i need to see that (laughs) everything done from his or alex's point of view yeah yeah so it's just alex's face or uh or um mark krogan and also i think because it's obviously david mitchell was one of my picks earlier for like people i'd like to be on i feel like david mitchell and mark krogan aren't a million miles apart in terms of what they're actually like yeah like and i'm not sure which one is the one that's been toned down no <laughs> like obviously it, one of them is the other dialed up to 11 and i can't actually tell who it is yeah so yeah i just think there would be um you know it, it the, the real value that would come from this is in the studio where like someone has done a thinking outside the box way of doing things and they've done a task in like five seconds because they realize they could move something or do this or that there's like a hidden you know like sometimes where you have like the hidden solution like under the table or something yeah and just mark corrigan going into like his pedantry and how ridiculous it is and just you know absolutely slating greg kind of like you know and it works because it's christmas time but you know how he really goes in on um 
on Robert Webb's character with um, when he plays the joke that he's forgotten the Christmas turkey. Yes, <laughs> you fucking idiot, Jeremy. I just, I just think there would be so, so much value, and it's like having David Mitchell on there as well. And we obviously had Victoria Corin Mitchell on a, on an episode. Which look, and far be it from me to say, uh, talk about another man's um, appearance, but how has David Mitchell landed Victoria Corin Mitchell? She is oh millionaire poker champion who is also <laughs> very attractive and very intelligent and yeah I mean fair play David Mitchell was very funny but um, he is I think the phrase punching but I I I also think they are a lot of the words you have described David Mitchell as she is as well yes very true like they they have a share in and I think her on it is also one of the reasons David Mitchell wouldn't want to do it because they yes. have. They have a very set type of intelligence, which I think blocks them yeah. from doing all of the the out-of-the-box thinking. Yeah, yeah, because they just go straight yeah. down the middle. Yeah. They're very rules-orientated. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to have them, ah, but technically. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I did in, I, a massive segue here, but when uh, she was on off-menu and talking about how she takes sandwiches to dinner parties in case she doesn't like the food. Yes. <laughs> which is a very clever, logical thing to do. It, it which, is, yeah. which Which ignores a lot of the context around the situation. Yeah, and, you know, just social convention. I think you're spot on there. I, I, I think... Well, I want to see Mark Corrigan doing Taskmaster badly. Yeah, badly, and with the, the internal... Mo- like, when Alex is like, you know, get a hundred marbles from here to the bath without touching the floor. It's like, why? What a fucking stupid thing oh, to do. No, it's, it's him having to do that. Then finding out he was the only one who had to do it. Yes. Like him. <laughs> I want to see him react to when they got Josh Widdicombe to count like, Oh, all, was it beans, beans in a beans yeah. tin? Cause there was three. Cause it was on every advert break. Oh yeah. It was like beans. Was it rice? Maybe. One was definitely rice. Yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, fuck. That was so funny. The segue into it <laughs> of um, uh, it was Greg just going like, how many baked beans do you think there are in a can? In a can of baked beans? Yes. There is no way of knowing that sort of thing. There is if you're the taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't mention it after. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, hey, wait, wait. Am I the only, am I the only one who did that? Yeah. I think, and, and as a bonus, if you could get like I know we're only picking one, and and he is uh, Mark Corrigan is my pick here. But if you could have like a, an all peep show version, so like Mark Corrigan, obviously Jeremy, Super Hands, uh, oh. Dobby, and Big Sue's. Oh, you, oh fuck me, Olivia Coleman would be insane. Or Olivia special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she would be very Joe Brands about it. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Because she she really doesn't need to give a shit about anything anymore. Yeah, as Olivia Coleman like feels like she's had the biggest meteoric rise out of any British actor for sure. <laughs> but also, I think it helps that we were we were there at the beginning. This is very true. Yeah, because I I still remember her. Not even Peep Show, like unnamed contributor to their sketch show. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. just playing characters in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and like credit to her. Fucking deserves it. She's incredible. Well, she, I, I still think, I still maintain her best turn is um, the stepmother in Fleabag. That I, I, still I still haven't watched all of Fleabag. You 
motherfucker. Yeah. You've but it's got, because, you've it's got because a... I know how good it is. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. That I keep, like, it's weirdly off my radar because it's like, well, of course it's, of course, I'm going to get round to it, which then yeah, means yeah. you never do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, and you're going to call me an absolute wanker, but my uh, my food version of this is I, uh, I have some wild boar pate in the fridge that I've refused to open <laughs> because I know it's going to be great, so I don't want to ruin it. So, so one, <laughs> that's very Mark Corrigan there. <laughs> that 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 is like you're doing a bit, but there's a couple of like again layers on layers on layers. So let's peel some of these back. Uh, one, that is nothing. <laughs> like that is not the go-to comparison for me not having watched Fleabag. <laughs> Two, the fact that your brain immediately when I said that went, oh, like that wild boar pate I've got in the fridge. Three, you have wild boar pate in the fridge, which to be fair, there is a chance I do as well, actually, because we went to a garden centre over the summer and they had it. And it's very nice. It's it's quite... Gamey. Gamey, yeah. Yeah. Mine's from the, the, the Royal Windsor Farm Shop. <laughs> Mine's from a boar. <laughs> Speaking of boar, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I still maintain that is her best turn as an actor. Because absolutely loathe that character. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're right. But yeah, Mark Corrigan, and then as I say, as a bonus, the entire uh, cast of, uh, or not the entire cast, but a, a select cast of everyone else in Peep Show. Super hands would be. That would be some uh, manic energy. I mean, n- now you've done that. I've had looking through my other choices. It's like God, an entire series based just off of characters from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Without further ado, it's your choice. So go, Ian. Go. Come on. I have done I have done very similar to yours and have thought about the, the Taskmaster archetypes and tried to kind of fit it to those. Yeah. So I think I think your uh, I think Mark falls under this heading. So I will pick my heading from this. So okay. this is uh this is the Rod Gilberts, the Bob Mortimers, and the Sally Phillipses. Yeah. Uh, and the Sam Campbells, actually. Weird and either stupid or a genius, you are legitimately worried about this person. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Where they are either the cleverest people in the room or they are by far the worst. And for me, a character who I think encapsulates this very well uh, would be Parks and Recreation's Leslie Nope. Because she also has, she has a very, she's clearly very clever because she's very good at her job and she cares and, you know, everything like that. But the way she goes about solving problems (laughs) makes me really want to see, she would try to think out of the box on tasks, get caught up in stuff, and then would end up like that Champions of Champions where Ed Gamble spent an hour and a half trying to get a duck in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do think she's she is one of the she is a proper stickler for the rules as well, though. So I think she would go down the route of like if someone else figured out a loophole, like that would that would enrage her. Uh, yeah, true, but then also she's just as likely to try to figure up a loophole that isn't actually a loophole. Yeah. Like, I could see her spending a whole task trying to find a secret trapdoor that's not there. Yeah. Like, like 
she will go too far down the wrong kind of answer and solution to everything. And I would just love to love I I I I she she also has like the positivity that you have from a lot of Taskmaster contestants, I think. And she's obviously a fan of things like uh treasure hunts and uh you know oh yeah. So I think she would she would enjoy it, and I like watching Taskmaster contestants who are even if they pretend they don't. It'd be right up her alley, absolutely. And I think it would be not the first politician to have been on it, <laughs> unfortunately, which is also the one of the yeah. few episodes of Taskmaster I haven't watched because I have a proper ethical issue with people wheeling out fucking Baron Warsi or Baroness Warsi as like the good Tory. <laughs> the the good story definitely sounds like a like a Christmas story, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, or um, an anonymously written series of articles. Yeah, what like the the secret footballer, but as a Tory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I refuse I refuse to watch that that episode. It's like a weird one man protest that doesn't impact anyone at all outside of me. You're fighting the good fight, Ian. I try, I try. <laughs> Like a good Tory, <laughs> I w- I will uh, say there's a couple of them that aren't you know the spawn of Satan. No, but I I don't like that th- this has become like her her role seems like to it's be quite get what I mean. To- like, to- like, because there was the um did you oh, you wouldn't have watched it because she was on it but there was um they did uh, find Britain's next prime minister which was basically like the Apprentice but for politicians and it was her and Alistair Campbell. As the like yeah. uh, people judging it, um, yeah, I get what you mean. It's the shamelessness of it that I I never get. Yeah, and yeah, I I just yeah. Uh, to reel us back from um, another wild boar of a conversation, uh, so Leslie Note won't have been the first politician that was on yeah. there. She could potentially be the first potential president, depending on your reading of how it ends. But I. Yeah, it just it. I think it just works, and that then also from the from what you have introduced on this episode, <laughs> uh, a whole episode. But I also could narrow it down to five. Uh, I would go Leslie Ron, because um, there's some like real like out there choices. I think could be really good. John Ralphio, Jerry, just because that would be quite funny. Because they would like you'd, they'd forget to show his task each time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think April just for the disdain. So I, I would, I would go. Leslie, Ron, John Raffio, Donna, yeah, and other Ron. Okay, yeah. So, um, uh, Sam Elliott's character, who's the hippie, just because I think the. Uh, his interactions with Alex Horn compared to Ron Swanson's interactions with uh alex horn would be something i would want to watch who's the guy um i forget his name the dentist because he'd just be a real piece of shit about everything he's like um leslie nopes uh jeremy jam oh jeremy jam (laughs) yes he would just be a dick that would be fun to watch oh yeah i mean there's too many (laughs) And and like Mona Lisa Sapistine as well. Just have the two of the, her and John Ralphio. Yeah. 
Five points, yeah. please. Points, please. <laughs> <laughs> so a whole Parks and Rec series. But yeah, I, I think if, if I had to narrow it down, I think Les- Leslie Nope fits the vibe and and the agenda. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I would just I just love to love to love to see it, mate. Love to see love it. Love to see love it. it. Am I good to go with number two? You're good to go. I've just included the uh so peek, peek behind the curtain. Again, another 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 peek behind, behind the curtain. curtain. Peek behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. Again. What's there? I keep track of all of our top three lists because obviously we have we have our spreadsheet and I also need to sum this up at the end, yes. so I write them down as we're talking. And I have now just added at the end of every choice, brackets and a select cast from the series. <laughs> nice. And you can get access to that spreadsheet if you sign up to our Patreon at Patreon forward slash the podcast nobody asked for. Do it now. Thank you. Um yeah my we'll, we'll wait we'll wait guys. We'll wait. You've done it's it. It's quite easy. There's a there's a link in the episode notes so you can just click on there. Yeah that's fine. And then yeah it does ask for your credit card information but we know you've got it saved. You've got it saved. You just have to put in the yeah, CVV. Just... Yeah hit that. Choose choose your tier. You don't have no it's fine. You don't have to go for the full tier. Maybe just middle it out. Like you know Two pound fifty, yeah, you do get your you do get your bonus episodes, but if you want a bit of merch, just knock it up. Yep, go on, yeah, hit, go on. That's good stuff. Go on. Good stuff, yes. Yeah. yeah, oh welcome to welcome to Patreon. Now you, now you know. Now you know. Oh, we know now. Now you know. Um my second choice. <laughs> so in this one, in terms of the archetypes, I was going for someone who is um I guess I don't know who the obvious um the obvious kind of uh comparison would be but like really really kind of intelligent doesn't really need to try that hard doesn't really care if they win or lose but somehow seems to win the whole thing interesting i i i have an archetype that's very similar but then you took a hard turn at the end that doesn't that seems to win it all (laughs) yeah or no of um doesn't want to win oh doesn't want to win well and maybe maybe to be fair i think it probably they probably I think the the archetype probably is that they want to win, but that's probably the one bit that I don't think would be part of this person's agenda. Um, and that is uh, Arbed from, par- uh, from, not from Parks and Recreation at all, from Community. Uh, we were just talking too much about Parks and Rec. Yeah, I just feel like Arbed, again, is like one of those people. I think the way his brain works would be that he never thinks inside the box. Every single task Arbed would do would be in a way that just made sense to Arbed and no one else. You know, just like how Yeah. Is it in the um the when he's doing the um uh the documentary episode and stuff, like how just his approach to things, like it doesn't no one else gets it and he gets so involved, right? Because it I can't remember which episode it is, but there's like where they're kind of trying to snap him out of it and he just kind of starts screaming like uh, if you're taking a toy off of a child. Um I need to rewatch community. Oh uh, yeah. Or um the uh, to, to 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 take to, to take it back to time when they uh, move the clock forwards. Yes, <laughs> they're consoling him because he doesn't understand why daylight savings time is a yeah, thing. Yeah, and to be fair, I agree with him. Fair, yeah, power to you. Man. Yeah, but Abbott would also his approach to it wouldn't make any sense. But he would have the first perfect taskmaster. <laughs> yeah, score. yeah, fives all the way through. And I, I could have like the the prize tasks would be uh would be quite something. They'd all be pop culture references. Yeah, it would always be like, you know, or they would 
they would be something that feels out there. Yeah. That makes no sense. And then in describing it, there's Just no way you can't give it five points. Brings, brings it back around, yeah. And then there'll comically be one task that's really simple that you can't do. Yeah, it just gets, like, st- like yeah. malfunctions. But yeah, I, I think that's um, I think that's the definitely the... Uh, and again, if we're talking about the entirety of the castle community, I think he's uh, he's the one to go with here um, because, yeah, I just it's it's mostly about how his how his brain would work and how it would be kind of contrary to absolutely everything else everyone would do. But like you say, he would kind of like he would he would play the perfect game of uh, of Taskmaster. I'd love to see him do like the the, the two types of task I'd want to see him do is. So there was one of like find the ducks. Yeah. Like him doing that would be insane because I feel like, because so, some of the, like there are ones hidden in like the table legs and stuff like that. I feel like he wouldn't even look and would just reel off where all of them are. Yeah. It's like, well, they're here, here, here and wouldn't miss one. And then that's the series where it, there was, turns out there was already a duck in the room they hadn't accounted for. Oh yeah. Cause it was from like a previous series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he would include he would include that, and they, you know, and then later they find out. Oh, there was actually, yeah, he was right. There was that. Yeah, doctor. yeah. And then like the type of tasks where the solution ends up being like one of those like Rube Goldberg machines. Yeah, where um, uh, like get the marble run stuff, and he would build like a very intricate machine out of like fucking cotton buds and shit. Yeah, and I think the other one would be any of the sort of like you know like the creative tasks where they have to like film something, and it would just be, yeah, again, it would be uh, the application of either he'd do it as like a really serious kind of documentary approach, or it would just be pop culture reference upon pop culture reference. Yeah, I love community. It's it's a shame that it, it kind of tailed off. But it was it was such a good show. I, I I don't think it tailed off as severely as I know. It's still uh, society, society would make it's you still believe, very good. But, but it was it didn't it didn't hit its own bottom. No, it was it it lost when I think when Donald Glover went. I think is uh... yeah. Like, but there are oh fuck it out. Like the I don't like saying this, given that I say this all the time. But there's no other way to phrase it. When community is good, it's really fucking good. Yeah. And because it's me, I like the episodes that play with the style of everything. Yeah. Because you had the one which was like done as a, a very specific type of Civil War documentary um, of the Pillow Fort versus like Duvet or Blanket Town. Yes. Yeah, that was great. And it's a lot of the narration while you slowly zoom into photos. The 8-bit, the 8-bit episode was very good. Yeah. The Claymation one. The, the Westerns. Yeah. Uh, all of the, the action movie one. They're like, oh, fuck yeah, community's so good. If we're going to carry on doing something that I, I started that we didn't discuss earlier. If I was to fill out the rest of the cast of uh, of an episode of, oh, sorry, a serious Taskmaster, so you've got Arbed, I would then go... Have to have to have Troy. Yeah, Troy and Arbed, you know, we'd have to show it in the morning. Hey. I'd go Dean Craig Pelton. Oh, good shout. I'd go... Who's an Oscar winner, I think. Oh, really? Jim Rash? Yeah. He's, um, he's a very prolific uh, screenwriter. Yeah. Um... Ben Chang. Yeah. Um, and then... Fuck, what's Alison Bree's character called? Uh, Annie. Annie Edison. I, th- I think I'd go Annie. Just, yeah. just for similar... For the, exactly the same reason why you have Mark Corrigan. I want to see her react to doing badly. Yeah, this is true, yeah. That would, that would, not, go, that would not go down well. 
So yeah, that's that's a shout. Yeah. Or I mean, realistically, what would have is five different. We'll have claymation Abed. Yeah. <laughs> Abed, whoever played him in the film he was making. Yeah. Uh good shout. Thanks, man. So, like I said, I had a very similar archetype. Yeah. Which was cunning and really wants to win. Yeah. So people who fit into this is it's your Richard Herrings. Uh, it's your Ed Gamble. Richard Herring. It's, they, actually, they were both desperate to win, weren't they? They <laughs> really wanted to win. Uh, Rose Matafeo, I would put in there as well. Yeah, that was... Of really wanting to between win. Between the two of them was extremely competitive, wasn't it? Date in the past, or am I just making that up? I think they might have lived together. Right. Why did you go sure together? Is that a... Is that a Blue as to who we're getting, or is that next choice? Right. Uh, that's, that's not actually this choice. This <laughs> choice, because uh, I was thinking, hey, who's the most cunning person I could think of? Maybe as cunning as a fox that just got a diploma in cunning from Oxford University. Uh, and it is, it is, of course, and I don't know which one, to be fair, but Edmund Blackadder. Yeah. Not series one, because that was shit. <laughs> not series one. I'm I'm still not even sure what my favourite series of Blackadder is, but two, three, and four is up there with best TV ever. Yeah, I think I'd always go. I'd always go Blackadder goes fourth just because it's such a good ending, and uh, you know, just just listening to Mister Cockroft talk about it um, with a tear in his eye. Yeah, along with his hatred for Tom uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah, like I. I I I I have a soft spot for all of them. To be fair, yeah. I, I I I I struggle to separate it. Worth, worth. But I I just I think his approach to it would be you've got the out of the box thinking is there, yeah. possibly not quite to our bed levels, but he he would have a cunning plan for every eventuality that you will always think hasn't worked, yeah, but then has, but then due to some kind of you would have like the Joe Wilkinson potato thing happen a lot with him. Yeah. Where he won't win. He will end up coming second due to a technicality for something. Yeah. I also feel like, you know, there's a few tasks where um, there's been a task like where I can't remember whose it was, but they had Richard Osmond rock up and uh, yeah. it was part of it. I feel like in most tasks, he'd have Baldrick kind of doing something for him. Mm. You know how who was it that always used to uh, there's a ser- in the lot series prior to this one who used to get Alex to do something nearly in every every task but kind of I know who you mean but I can't I can't think Catherine Parkinson did it a lot yes uh it was could you just could you just do this for me it's like sure <laughs> he was in season 15 is it Jenny Claire maybe no I'm not sure anyway that's this is this is boring to listen to, um, but yeah, in in that vein, I can see him having Baldrick kind of, and that might be a lot of the times where he misses out because it was flawless the plan, but Baldrick balls it up. Yes, no, I think you're I think you're right. There there is a secret Baldrick pick here, yeah. or he'll just be hiding out in the garden, yeah, or he will have outsourced the prize tasks to Baldrick, yes, yeah, and that's then how he loses because he gets one in every single one, because he was very, very clear about what he needed, and Baldrick got the wrong thing. Yeah. So he'll smash the actual tasks, and then Baldrick will bring him crashing down to earth with everything else. But it's just... 
we 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 also haven't really talked about it a lot. There's also uh, a uh, a slight Taskmaster master connection. Uh, and sorry to bring this up if you are listening, but famously James Acaster's girlfriend left him for Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very true. <laughs> uh, so there is there is there is uh, more connective tissue than a blood eagle, anyway. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I just think he would be. He's a character who's written for cunning plans. Like, that's exactly what a Taskmaster contestant should be. Yeah, that's his MO, isn't it? Yeah. There's not... Again, it's awkwardly one of those choices where it's... There's not much else to say. He's just very fucking good. I think it would be funny. I think his breakdown after he doesn't win because of all of the prize task things would be really fucking funny as well. Yeah. And, yeah... It's also the closest we'll get to more Blackadder, which would be nice. Because I know there's always been talk, but I'm not sure. As the most recent one they did was the like thing at the Millennium Dome. Yeah, so Blackadder back and forth. Yeah. Where there's a time machine. Because there are, there are like odds and ends of... Because we, talk, well, I mean, we talked about it on our Chris, Christmas Patreon episode. There's Blackadder's Christmas Carol where he's Ebenezer Blackadder, the kindest man in all of London, and then the ghost turns him into Blackadder. Yeah. There was a... The Cavalier Years, which was a Civil War one they did for Comic Relief. Yeah. Where they're hiding out with the king in a house, which is very funny, and not a lot of people have seen it. And then, yeah, back and forth. There, there, there might be other ones outside of that, but... Yeah. It's... And, and I mean... If we're doing wider cast, and like actually, I, I kind of wish I'd had this on the, the list. Dream contestants, we unfortunately can't have. Uh, Rick Mail. Yeah. Rick, Rick Mail, uh, one, 100% would have done it. And two is. So I was close to doing Flashheart for uh, one of my choices, but I felt like Blackadder fits it fits it more. I would, I, I, yeah, I'm more interested to see how he would do it. But Flash Art is easily one of the best, I think, British comedy. He, like, he steals every scene yeah. he's in. Yeah, with, with, with minimal effort. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think, um, I do think uh, Aid Edmondson would be a, a good uh, contestant. Yes. No, that's a very good shout as well. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, from like the chaotic side, I was thinking like either one of the two of them from bottom, or also uh, Aid Edmondson's character in um, the Young Ones. I forget his name. Oh yeah, Vivian Hitler, isn't it? <laughs> is it Vivian Hitler? Is it Vivian Hitler. I know it's Vivian is the, uh, but yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be just chaos, but it would be great because obviously in the the Young Ones that you've got an example of because the, they go on. Um, University challenge. Oh no, sorry. Aid Edmondson's character in bottom is <laughs> I love their character names. So Rick Mail's character in bottom. Do you remember what his name no. is? Richard Richie Richard. <laughs> um uh Aid Edmondson is Edward Elizabeth Hitler. Brilliant. because in the young ones they obviously they go on um university challenge, but the yeah. best joke in that is the because um, when they show the two teams in University Challenge, they're stacked on top of each other, and obviously they're not like yeah. that. But in the young ones, they actually are. And you like 
beats down through to get yeah. to like the, the Cambridge dweeb underneath him to beat him up is brilliant. So, um, Aid Edmondson in The Young Ones is Vivian Bastard, <laughs> <laughs> but spelt with an E. Thanks. Vivian Bastard. Oh, fuck. R- Rick male character names were also just always very good because, um, fuck, what was his? I'm literally. Because in the New Statesman, he was Alan Bastard. Right. I think there was one where he they did like a spiritual follow-up where I'm sure he was something cunt. Uh, Adonis Canut. Nice. <laughs> uh, sorry, no. Quadruple Professor Adonis Canut, who is the cleverest man in Britain. Um, oh. Which is, uh, I think he's the leader of like a government think tank or something like that. But... Because uh, flash art as well, like, I, I, I don't. Th- he, he was in the Black Adder, so series one, but not as flash art. Yeah. Um. So flash art was only in it twice. Black Adder goes fourth, and uh, um, the and uh, the second Thank series. You. Um, because he comes in, uh, steals Black Adder's wife. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like. The, the character the the series would be obvious. I think you would have Blackadder. Yeah, obviously. I think you would have Flashheart would come in at the end and win it all. <laughs> yeah, just uh... like he wouldn't be there the whole time. He would he would do like when um was it Katie Wicks was replaced in uh, the studio? Yeah, for like two or three episodes. Yeah, yeah. So it would be like that. So Flash Art would end up coming in at the end to replace it and then winning the whole thing. You'd have to have Melchit. You'd have to have Darling. Actually, no, I wouldn't go Darling. I'd go I would go Blackadder, Melchit, George, Nursey. Yeah. I'm fairly sure it's called Bernard. <laughs> and then I I'd go Bob. Yeah. Just Bob. Or Queen Elizabeth I. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? The the one I was thinking of here is kind of the the sort of bumbling idiot that ends up doing very well, much to the chagrin of of everyone else who's taking part. And I was thinking of a few different ones here, but I thought you know let's mix it up. Let's go with a bit of um, animation because um, we've not had any animated characters. And there was a couple that that could have fit the bill. Um, Peter Griffin was maybe one, but I just didn't want to give Seth MacFarlane any airtime because he's a terrible human being. So I thought, fuck it, let's go with the 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 world's most um, uh, bumbling idiot that seems to be successful, um, and that is one Homer Simpson. The the real inspiration for this was, you know. Um, when he the episode where he designs the car and is it like his is it his brother or so? it's his it's his long lost long twin lost brother twin. or long lost brother yeah, who just can't understand why everyone thinks that this moron is fantastic at everything he does but is the one that clearly sees through him um and yeah and- well because it's it it's him and I can't remember his name. It is the name of a character from The Walking... Uh, Frank Grimes. Frank Grimes, yes. Who's the one who ends up, like, dying in The Simpsons. Yeah. Mimicking how Homer behaves. Yes. Because he can't... Again, he can't... It's like, you've been to space? <laughs> like, ah, oh, fucking hell. The, the car episode has one of my favourite, like,
which again, like we could do a whole fucking episode just talking about how the Simpsons went to hell. Yeah. But the throwaway jokes from early seasons of the Simpsons, um, because Homer on his car wants to have something on the aerial that you put on the aerial so you can tell what which is your car. Yeah. Why don't all cars have that? Yeah. And it's like that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah, but do you know the uh, other thing of part of this? You know um his uh like his blueprint for it, which is like that squiggly drawing on yeah. the, the, there's I'm convinced that's what Elon Musk did with the Cybertruck. Because no one would build that. The Cybertruck looks horrendous. It's awfully made as well, apparently. Yeah, well, most Teslas are, but it's like all of the interiors like shitty plastic and everything. Yeah. But also, I am convinced Tesla drivers are the new BMW drivers. They drive like assholes. Yeah. Sorry if you've got a Tesla, but you know, stop being well, a the, prick. The, the thing I've got with Teslas, and actually, kind of now cars in general, like. If Tesla goes under, does it brick the cars? Possibly. But you get you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like there's 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 so much like updates and stuff like that. Cars like from a software have. perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like from that level, because it is so well, particularly given that ele- electric Tesla <laughs> run the the a lot of the infrastructure for charging and stuff as well. Hmm. God, I hate Elon Musk. But yeah, yeah, Homer would be. Homer would just bump. He probably wouldn't even understand most of the what's going on. Like the episode, you know, the episodes where they have to eat disgusting things. That would be absolutely fine. He would just kind of, you know, power on. He would eat. He would eat it before reading the task. That's all gone. Then he reads the task, and yeah, we're obviously talking like early days Simpsons. Homer when the Simpsons was good, Um, but yeah, I just there's and there's just something so you know. It's the lovable idiot, right? And there's just a there's there's also a, a purely selfish nostalgia hit of uh, early good Simpsons, like getting home from school, <laughs> like you know, getting through, and then six o'clock came, and it was, and again, we'll we'll do the classic Robot Wars, I'm sure. Ah, uh... oh, Robot Wars. Um, but yeah, Simpsons, Robot Wars, like. How much better was an evening of uh, TV back in the early 2000s? Malcolm in the middle. Yeah, Malcolm in the middle. You know, you, you you, know what? I'm going to do it. Quite... I'm, thro- I'm, I'm, thro- I'm throwing neighbours in there. <laughs> so it, used to be, it used to be neighbours pre-Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, if we're going even further back, news round. You genuinely went all glassy-eyed looking off into the distance, <sighs> and I thought I was going to see a tear roll down your cheek. What a day. What a day. <laughs> when yes. I would actually, yeah, like... I say this a lot as well. The only live TV I watch now is sport. Yeah, pretty much. So like, it, it, it's in, it's insane that we're the the time. Well, Taskmaster is a good example. Nine o'clock isn't when Taskmaster airs. Nine o'clock is when Taskmaster is released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, obviously, it's still on TV and you can watch it on TV. But the way that I approach the consumption of media like that is so different to what it used to be i mean it's it's i I often think about it with um with my son and how like how easy easily accessible like everything is like he the only thing he's currently allowed to watch when everything gets too much for us is uh, we'll stick him in front of bluey but like he can watch if he (laughs) if if it got that bad like three seasons of bluey back to back without interruption on Disney Plus. Oh, uh, and 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 Graham, he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Yeah, 
Well, we need to. Uh, the, the Studio Ghibli plan is in action as well. But um, you could do a lot. You could do a lot worse than Bluey. Oh yeah, we're we're doing. I, this is yeah. this is an active choice. Active Bluey. Yeah, active Bluey. Active Bluey sounds like a a radio call. Yeah, it's it's like a. We've got we, we've got an active Bluey. We've got an active Bluey. SWAT term, isn't it? Bogies in the wire. <laughs> Tango down. But yeah, no, it's it's absolutely tra- like the the idea talking exactly of like waiting for six o'clock for the Simpsons to come on is just not a thing that will ever be a yeah. thing for, for kids in the future. Well, now they'll just go, oh yeah, of course, because all 30 seasons of The Simpsons yeah. are on. <laughs> well, but by, by the time your son is older, I'm assuming The Simpsons still going to somehow be going. More than likely. It'll be, it'll be, it'll do a Futurama. I'll put good money we'll on that. The Simpsons will be, The Simpsons will be cancelled. Yeah. And then it'll come back. And it will come back repeatedly. Yeah. You know the thing that's crazy to me at the moment with things coming back is that they're remaking Mean Girls, and then you think oh, Mean Girls is that's, that. Yeah, it was twenty years ago the first one came out, and you're like, Ugh. so kind of. It's a musical version, but yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's an adaptation of the Mean Girls musical. Yeah, yeah. But which is based on Mean Girls. But still, but, yeah. Well, we were talking about this yesterday. Um, because uh, we went to a gig. We did. Uh, and drove past the Taskmaster house. And drove past the Taskmaster house, which I took a photo on my phone. <laughs> the issue, the, the the mental issue I currently have is the sheer amount of bands touring 20th anniversary shows yeah. of albums that I remember buying. Mm. And I'm just not okay with that anymore. Like, there's a couple, like, Fight Star. Yeah. A 20th thing for that. It's just like, yep, this is... This is not okay. We just went to a funeral for a friend's one. It's like, yep, uh, the fucking Blackout are touring. Um, it's like the 10th anniversary of their fourth album. Yeah, that's it's mad, isn't it? It's, yeah. Well, I was looking at it like this. It just the, makes me sad. Because, like, um, I was trying to figure out if Gallows had done anything recently. Uh, and I was looking at and they... they the Orchestra of Wolves is nearly 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Have they? No, they didn't. They put out Desolation Sounds in like 2016, um, I think. Was that with the... Uh... Wade McNeil from Wait, Alexis yeah. on Fire. And yeah, that's the, as far as I know, the last thing that they did. But they were never the same without Frank Carter. They should have become a new yeah. band rather than Gallows. Anyway, I digress yeah. from Simpson from the Simpsons to the Gallows. <laughs> that that's the that's the name of the podcast we'll do talking about the deterioration of the Simpsons. <laughs> nice, I like it. This week on from the Simpsons to the Gallows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just think he he fits that persona perfectly well. He would piss, especially if you had him up against like a. Rod Gilbert, um, not necessarily Rod Gilbert, sorry, like a um, Richard Herring type character. Like, it, it Homer oh, would that's the sweet absolutely spot, infuriate him. Like, Homer versus Ed Gamble, it would be beautiful. He does fit the he does fit the Rod Gilbert mold quite well. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Just less, less, less angry. Yeah, less angry. Um, I also feel like he'd he'd luck out in the sense that, like, you know. It just it would so happen like the task is to eat as many donuts as you can, 
and uh, yeah. and famously there's the the uh, cutaway to him in hell and his torture is just being fed donuts over and over again and he's yeah. absolutely loving it. I, I or he would um he would do really badly in a task but everyone else would get disqualified. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in terms of like the I mean fucking hell. Is there a Oh, it's on season 34. That's mad. Um oh, 35 seasons. Sorry. This is pro. This has to be the one that we've spoken about so far that has the biggest uh, universe of other characters that could uh, take part. So obviously Homer, as we've discussed, Sideshow Bob. I think. Oh, that's a good shout. Um, Smithers, groundskeeper Willie, and. You could just do the Simpsons. You could just do the Simpsons, yeah. Which could be could be interesting. I I, I would chuck in uh, both Patty and Selma <laughs> as a double act, yeah. As a double act, yeah. I like that. They alternate. They alternate episodes, and then there's a reveal at the end that they're twins. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I mean, like, I mean, not at all. But uh, I, I'll I'll talk you through how I've made this mental leap. Okay. Um. Twins, uh, the Weasley twins from Harry Potter, Dommel Gleeson. <laughs> uh, Dommel Gleeson would also be very good on Taskmaster. Yeah, he's he's uh, New Year's material, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. But I would I would love. Uh, and we talked about the Gleeson clan at length on our Always Sunny episode of the Fantamentals. Yeah. Uh, a whole just Gleeson episodes of Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then obviously follow up with the Skarsgårds. Obviously, obviously, and rinse and repeat. But yeah, I just think it would. Be, I think it. I think he probably needs to sit across, as we say, like a Richard Herring, a Gamble type, just because that dynamic um, would be fantastic. But yeah, good old Homer. I think he'd be a good, good addition. Old Homer, and it has the you know the benefit of being animated, which I feel like which just helps must yeah. help. Yeah. So the archetype here and I kind of mentioned this in passing before, is the sassy elder statesman figure who we aren't sure wants to be there. Yeah. So this is your Julian Clary's, your Frank Skinner's, your David Bedeals, and your Joe Brands. And for me, somebody who sums this up perfectly in terms of sheer disdain for wanting to be there, but also disdain for not having been invited on sooner yeah. is the incredible British actor Stephen Toast. Yeah, I mean I can eat I can already see the uh like the the meeting in the agent's office. So yeah. she's booked him for Taskmaster and him saying that he tried to Yeah. Either either yeah. never heard of it or like I was trying to do this years ago and uh, now they the the bastards want me. Alex Horn, who's Alex Horn? Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> I, I I think yeah. So Stephen Toast is uh he's played by Matt Berry uh from the TV show Toast of London, and it is I mean first of all series one of Toast of London came out ten years ago, <laughs> so it's twenty thirteen. It's so fucking funny. It is a proper like I will I will egg, be the first to admit it's a hundred percent not for everyone. Toast of London is one of those shows where either you think it is one of the funniest TV shows ever made, yeah, or 
you can't get through a single episode because you don't get it. You don't find it funny at all. And that's fine. We are all different people. But I don't think there is anyone who thinks it's okay. No, yeah, it's it's uh it's the extremes, isn't it? And also the yeah. um got the um the Taskmaster link, right? Because Mar- Morgana Robinson's in the uh, series. Oh, of course, yeah. Um and I mean kind of, well. Catherine Parkinson, who was on Taskmaster, is married to the guy who plays Ray Purchase. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Ray and Bill Purchase. <laughs> Bill, who is his albino twin brother. Purchase. Uh, it, it, so, so, yeah. I mean, so, Stephen Toast, I just, like, again, it is the perfect, like, Julian Clary, I think, is the great example for it. Oh, he would be livid that he even has to, like, bring in a prize task. Yeah, he, he, he would he would just bring in the same thing every time, and with the tasks, it would be, he would just be incredulous that he's been asked to do something. Yeah. Like, it's just like, wait, you want me to do what? I'm not doing this. Uh, I just, I, I'm just looking through the, um, like characters just ahead of the uh the, the figuring out who would the the names are just phenomenal aren't they yeah so like for, if we're doing we could dive straight into because the, the first the best thing about toast of london is the character yeah, names clancy mopeds stephen toast john ham they're all stupid the one who i really want to be on <laughs> oh, is kikini bamalan so, do you remember Kikini Bamalan? I don't know. So, oh, fuck it. Let me. I need to try and find the um, exact quote because it's so fucking funny. Time to Google. We are. I also love how they have a. They just have Bob Monkhouse. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. So uh, Morgana's character was Jemima Gina. Russ Nightlife is a very good one as well. Uh. Um, oh, I can't find the exact quote. Um, uh, Kikini <laughs> uh, uh, Bamalan. And you know what? I will try and edit the actual quote in I wanted to talk about. Okay. But Kikini Bamalan is the uh, daughter of a Nigerian diplomat who, due to a plastic surgery accident, now resembles Bruce Forsyth. Oh, yes. No, I do <laughs> Sorry, remember. No. Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> but the quote is something along the lines of, um, "Oh no, I, I can't, I can't remember. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> murder it." Generation game, Brucey, or strictly Brucey? It's generation game, Brucey. Oh, although resembling Brucey from any era is bound to be traumatic for an attractive African woman. Given, but yeah, Kikini Bamalam as a name is. And uh, cl- obviously, the uh, Clem Fandango. Yeah. Um, the aforementioned Ray Purchase. It- it's just too good. Yeah. Jane Plough. Yeah. Um, who's his? Who's his agent? Cliff Bonanza. Martin Anus. Rusty Halloween. <laughs> Cockaboo. Uh, yeah. Wendy Nook. Larry Muggins. Vic- Tipple. Vic Tipple. He says, I look, this episode has now just turned into us going, saying names and then going, oh. Yeah. Oh, actually, this actually brings me on to one person who I forgot to mention right at the top, who 
is actually in my dream list, which is uh, both Jamie and Natasha Dimitriou uh, to be on top. Oh, of yes. No, that is a very, very good shout. I've just pulled up another uh, character list that had more. Uh, Ichabal Achieve, Whack Barnet, <laughs> Tony Excalibur. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. The names are... Um... Oh, and I also like that this list does have John Hamm on. Yes. <laughs> All of the charisma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, back back to the subject. Uh, Stephen Toast would just be fucking great. I I love the people who, because uh, also deep down he will love he got asked. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> but his yeah his, his the sheer disdain he would show everyone involved. I just I love. I I I need it to happen. I need and also I mean like to be fair, I also very much would like Matt Berry on Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt Barry would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, Stephen Toast is 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 high up on my list. Those were our choices, Craig! They were. Six of them, Ian. Six of them. So now it's time for the point of the podcast. Mm. Uh, we're going to rank. We're going to rank ours. Excuse me. And we're going to figure out what the official the podcast nobody asked for top three list is. So out of yours. Yes, sir. What is the top three of your three? Top three of my three. I think in third place, we're going to go Arbed. Um think it'd be great uh i just think the other two are going to be more entertaining homer second because fantastic but there is the caveat that he needs a richard herring type to to play off of and then number one mark corrigan uh from peep show um because i just think he'd be great and uh yeah it, as i say very close to david mitchell who is at the top of my my list for people who I'd like to see on Taskmaster. Itself. I like it. So for mine, and yeah, I, I'm going to base this on a similar thing of, I think all of these choices would be very good on Taskmaster, but based on sheer enjoyment of watching them, uh, I'm going to have Blackadder at three. Yep. Um, Leslie Nope at two, and Stephen Toast at one. Mm. Because again, I th- I think the the dynamic of Leslie Nope and Stephen Toast, especially on the same series, yeah, like like Leslie Nope's pure optimism would drive Stephen Toast insane. This is this is very true. And I also want the one task Toast does that he thinks he's smashed that he's done like offensively badly and they can't air. Yeah, well, he would also be prime for one of the like just the task on his own. Oh, for sure, yeah. every 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 task. <laughs> What on his own. So those were those are our choices. They are. What about in talking of combined list? Mm. What are we thinking? Uh, I am going. Um, I'm going. Mark Corrigan, number one. Purely, if we have the uh, we need the inner monologue as part of it. Uh, number Fair. Th- number two, uh, Stephen Toast because. I just, yeah, I'd, I didn't realise how much I needed uh, Stephen Toast and Taskmaster until we had this discussion. Yeah. Number three is, it's between Homer and Leslie Nope. Um, I think, hmm, it's a tough one. I think Homer is the lovable kind of, uh, the lovable buffoon, and I think he's probably different enough from the other two if you were going to make a series out of, of these yeah. top three. Leslie Nope maybe closer to mark corrigan um but has the uh the kind of optimism side of things which mark corrigan definitely doesn't have 
I'm very much open to kind of a coin flip between Homer and Leslie Nope, which is a phrase that's never been said before. Um, but yeah, they're they're the closest for me. But the third, the top two, uh, without a doubt, Mark and uh, Stephen Toast. Yeah, I think you're. Um, if if we can't have the inner monologue, it's Stephen Toast one. If we can, it's Mark Corrigan one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I will, you, you know, Mark Corrigan with inner monologue. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, so I would, I, I agree. Um, I would lean Leslie Nope just because I, I don't think she's as similar to Mark Corrigan just because of the Leslie Nope feels closer to um Mel, Mel Gerdrich. Yeah, it was just pure optimism the whole way through, and I like that in a contestant. Mm. Um, I think. For me, the tiebreaker is who I would want to see alongside the other two, and I think Leslie would fit better. Uh, I think, I, I think Le- Leslie is the type of person you need on every series. Ironically, Homer would need Leslie because Leslie would also want to win because she wants to win everything. So yeah, actually, yeah, you'd, you'd need you'd need Leslie and Homer. Yeah, I'm happy to go Leslie. I mean, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite series of all time. Um, I'm 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 more than happy. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll leave Homer in the green room with yeah. some donuts. And then uh, if we were to do cast episodes, I think my top three list is that reversed. I think, not not that we're doing this for the episode, but worth saying, yeah. I think I would, I would a Parks and Rec series, Stephen, Stephen Toast, uh, Toast of London series, and then a Peep Show series. Yeah, I'd, I'd revert, I'd go Parks and Rec. Peep show, toast of toast of London. Because yeah. Toast of London, the like the surrounding characters, the, the best thing about them is their names. And then it's maybe a little bit like Oh, it would the, the Toast of London one would have to be a New Year's special because yeah. there's not a season's worth of content in it. Um and it would end with someone dying. Yeah. Okay, so the podcast nobody asked for is top three characters we would want on Taskmaster. At number three, we have Leslie Nope. At number two, we have Stephen Toast. And number one, we have Mark Corrigan with his inner monologue. If you agree with our choices, if we're the reason you've started watching Taskmaster, I mean, first of all, you're welcome. Yeah. But you can find us on Instagram at uh, the podcast Nobody Asked For, where you can tell us all of your picks and who you would have wanted on it. You can also find us on Patreon at the podcast Nobody Asked For, which we mentioned earlier and will mention constantly because now pushing Patreon is basically a key part of my personality, uh, where you can get merch and swag and access to shit and monthly bonus episodes and all of that good stuff. All of the good stuff. Um, if you want to tweet us a task to do, I mean, you can. We probably won't do it, but feel free. Uh, our handle is uh, podcast nobody asked. No, nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can find us at the same place on Facebook. And we have a website, podcastnobodyasked4.co.uk, where you can find all of the things we've spoken about and more. And remember to leave us a review wherever you're able to. And in your review, put any future episode ideas you may have, and we will do. Our favourite ones. I will, as if it were a task. I, I will caveat yeah, that wherever you're able to, and like that will benefit us, not just like scrawled on a toilet wall or something. I mean, oh yeah, you know, maybe that will help. You know, uh, it will get eyeballs on it, but uh, it wouldn't help the algorithm. Uh, yeah, for sure. But also, if you are scrolling it on a toilet wall, could you also mention, like, just jot down on there? Could people also please leave a review for this podcast on 
like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever the yeah. other stuff and is. And actually, if you could like graf- to rate graffiti a QR code to, to for them to, to download it as well. Um, yeah, no, that would that would be ideal, yeah. actually. Yeah. So if if you could if you could take out your QR code stencil <laughs> or or freehand it if you're um, if you're that way inclined. Uh, yeah. There's no way to sum up the episode after we've just talked about freehanding a QR code in the toilet cubicle wall trying to get more reviews for the podcast. Really, no, is there? freehanding a QR code in the toilet cubicle definitely sounds like a sex act yeah. as well. Um, 100%. Yeah. And your time starts. That's the task. <laughs> that is the task. for this.